It is Tua Tagovailoa time for Miami. We'll also take a look at the waiver wire for those of you with Wednesday waivers and some trade talk. Let's get started on fantasy football today in five. All right, welcome everybody. Today is the twenty-first of October. It's almost Halloween, Chris Towers. Uh, let's make some spooky trades, I guess. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5. Getting you caught up fast on the fantasy news and advice you need to know. Follow and stream us on Spotify. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So I'm Adam. Here's Chris. Chris, uh, your Miami Dolphins are making a quarterback change. What is the fantasy impact here? It's not necessarily a downgrade for the Miami Dolphins' uh, fantasy options, of which there are only really two who you view as... Weekly starters, Miles Gaskin and Devontae Parker. Mike, Mike Gusecki and Preston Williams are fringe guys at best. But what this does do is it injects a bit of uncertainty or maybe a lot of uncertainty into Miami's offense. I think it's absolutely possible that Tua Tagovailoa steps onto the field in week eight uh, after the bye and is really, really good, or at least as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick has been. And I'm more confident in that given the fact that the Dolphins doing this when Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing well, when the team is three and three in the middle of a rebuild, that to me suggests that they are really confident in Tua Tagovailoa. And, you know, that is as good of a sign as you can get for a rookie quarterback. And it seems as likely as anyone that he will be very good as a rookie. But we don't know that for sure. We haven't seen him. We know Ryan Fitzpatrick, while he's not, a model of consistency we know he's good for fantasy at least you know he he creates fantasy production and now we don't know whether to attack of is going to be as good whether he's going to use miles gaskin in the passing game as much whether he's going to you know force throws into tight windows to Devonte parker as much or whether he'll use mike kosicki more consistently or use preston so it's what it does is it just it creates uncertainty and in week eight Against the Rams, I think you're probably looking at a situation where you can really only use Miles Gaskin for fantasy. So as we record this, we don't have any updates on Joe Mixon, which is frustrating. But if you're giving advice, waiver wire advice for people setting their waiver claims on Wednesday, uh, what would you give real quickly? Well, I I think Justin Jackson, if he's in, available in your league, he's about 30 to 35% rostered heading into Tuesday night. Well, and 30 uh, to 35% percent available. Yeah, 30 to 35% yeah. available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Boston Scott would be the number two guy for me. He averaged 20 and a half fantasy points per game in the final four games of last season. Obviously it was a pretty big bust in week one with Miles Sanders out, but I think he is someone you would want to start with Miles Sanders out in week seven against the giants. So especially if you need a running back, he would be the guy. Otherwise, you know, I think Travis Fulgham and Tim Patrick both potentially could be the number one options for their passing games moving forward. Yeah, and I think Dallas Goddard, you got to take a look to see if he's available. It uh, just doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. Even I, not I, next week? I, I don't know that this week will be, but not even next week? I just haven't seen any updates, actually. It's okay. the biggest thing. And so usually you would expect to see if a guy's a week away, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of update. All right, Chris, we got about a minute and a half left. Give me a buy low and a sell high. I... It might be a little too late for Josh Allen, but if someone still views Josh Allen as an elite fantasy quarterback, I think we've seen seen over the last two weeks that he can still be very good. And it's actually promising that he was good despite playing his worst game of the season on Monday night. Uh, but I think he's probably still more in that seven to 10 range than, you know, one of the four best. And, and as for a buy low, I'm thinking Tyler Lockett, uh, only six catches 
83 yards in his last two games. Before the bye week, before that, he had a, that you know monster 100-yard three-touchdown game in week three. So I'm wondering if there isn't a bit of frustration with whoever has Tyler Lockett in your league, and I think this is a good opportunity to try to go get him. Yes, DK Metcalf is an incredible player, but I still think Tyler Lockett's more likely to lead that team in targets moving forward. He's uh, an incredibly efficient player, and you know, even in those two tough games, he's got 83 yards on nine targets. That's about nine yards per target. That's really, really good. So it's really just a question of can he get to seven, eight, nine targets per game moving forward? And I think he can. And if you're looking for a running back to buy low, take a look at Jonathan Taylor. He's going into his buy. He's playing really well. So it's, it's kind of a buy high. But his schedule is actually just tremendous going forward. Probably the best of any running back in fantasy football. And you might be able to take advantage of a, of a manager who's two and four, has a player on a buy, and uh, you might be able to get yourself some Jonathan Taylor. That's Chris Towers. I'm Adam Azer. This has been Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure you're following us and streaming us on Spotify. Tell your friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.